This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, November 28th, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week, 2022 National Survey on Drug Use and Health is in SAMHSA. Key findings from this survey include that in 2022, 70.3 million people aged 12 or older, or 24.9% of the total population, used illicit drugs in the past year. Marijuana was the most used illicit drug, with 22% of people aged 12 or older using it in the past year. In 2022, 48.7 million people aged 12 or older had a substance use disorder, including 29 million who had an alcohol use disorder, 27 million who had a drug use disorder, and 8 million who had both an alcohol use disorder and a drug use disorder. Almost 1 in 4 adults aged 18 or older had any mental illness in the past year. Our next study in Nature Genetics is titled Multi-Ancestry Genome-Wide Association Study of Cannabis Use Disorder Yields Insight into Disease Biology and Public Health Implications. In this study, researchers performed a genome-wide association study of cannabis use disorder followed by a meta-analysis in over 1 million individuals, finding a statistically significant single nucleotide polymorphism-based heritability for cannabis use disorder in all but the smallest population of those with East Asian descent. A genetically informed causal relationship analysis indicated a possible effect of genetic liability for cannabis use disorder on lung cancer risk. Next, we have a study in Journal of Studies on Alcohol and Drugs titled Multi-Level Effects of Environmental and Neighborhood Factors on Sober Living House Resident 12-Month Outcomes. Over time, the study found that the percentage of days abstinent increased from 71% to 84% in patients in sober living houses in Los Angeles County. Psychiatric symptoms decreased from 28 to 15 symptoms. Number of self-help groups within one mile was associated with higher percentage of days abstinent, whereas number of alcohol outlets within one mile was associated with lower percentage of days abstinent. Next, we have a study in eClinical Medicine titled Superiority and Cost-Effectiveness of Monthly Extended-Release Buprenorphine versus Daily Standard-of-Care Medication. In this study, patients were randomized to standard-of-care or extended-release buprenorphine with an evaluation endpoint of abstinence out to 24 weeks. The mean number of days for abstinence was greater for the extended-release buprenorphine group versus the standard-of-care group. Our next study, an international journal of mental health and addiction, is titled Association Between Legal Access to Medical Cannabis and Frequency of Non-Medical Prescription Opioid Use Among U.S. Adults. In this study, researchers examined the association between state-level medical cannabis laws and occasional, regular, and frequent non-medical prescription opioid use. After medical cannabis law implementation, researchers found a statistically significant increase in occasional use, as well as decreases in regular and frequent non-medical prescription opioid use. While additional studies are needed, the authors note that these findings suggest medical cannabis laws may reduce opioid-related morbidity and mortality. The next study, in drug and alcohol dependence, is titled Characteristics, Treatment Patterns, and Retention with Extended-Release Subcutaneous Buprenorphine for Opioid Use Disorder. 
Details of use of extended-release buprenorphine were extracted from databases maintained by the health system in Ontario, Canada. The authors found a steady increase in the use of extended-release buprenorphine during the two-year study period of 2020 to 2022. Extended-release buprenorphine was discontinued by 66% after a median of 183 days, and 32% later reinitiated extended-release buprenorphine. Over half continued to use buprenorphine and naloxone after extended-release buprenorphine initiation. The authors conclude that extended-release buprenorphine retention is relatively low and that supplementation with buprenorphine and naloxone suggests that dosing recommendations are not adequate. Our next article in JAMA Network Open is titled E-Cigarette Use Among U.S. Adults in the 2021 Behavioral Risk Factor Surveillance System Survey. This cross-sectional study of over 400,000 individuals looked at patterns of e-cigarette use during the COVID-19 pandemic. Nearly 20% of young adults between the ages of 18 to 24 reported using e-cigarettes. The age standardized prevalence of current and daily e-cigarette use was 6.9%, with half of those reporting daily use. Our final article is in Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report and is titled Fatal Occupational Asthma in Cannabis Production, Massachusetts, 2022. Occasional Occupational Respiratory Hazards Related to the U.S. Cannabis Cultivation and Production Industry have been reported. The first fatality occurred at a Massachusetts cannabis cultivation and processing facility in January 2022, with the employee experiencing progressively worsening work-associated respiratory symptoms, which resulted in death. This report provides the findings of an OSHA investigation at the Massachusetts facility, and this report is critical to preventing workplace exposure with the implementation of surveillance monitoring, medical oversight, and employee training throughout the industry. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ACM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and ACM.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.